Hi, I'm Rick Lambert. Welcome to the Smarketing Show. Let me ask you a question. Are you at a point in your career where you may be thinking, like, how did I get here? I'm capable of so much more. How do I make a change? Is now the time for change? If those are questions you're asking maybe at this time, I think you're really going to enjoy today's guest. Michelle Sands comes to us with years of experience working in the, the public sector, nonprofit, worked with tons of business professionals. And I think you've identified in your business, Michelle, a need to help people take an inventory of where they are and what they need to do to make a career change. So thanks so much for joining us today. It's awesome to have you on as a career coach, I'll call you, that uh, I think focuses on really inspiring people to take action and design a career that they love. So welcome to this marketing show. Thank you, nice to be here. So uh, I know I've never been in that position, Cheryl. You probably never have either. You always knew what you wanted to do. At least you let on that way. Um, so Michelle, someone that would come to you in your business, what are some of the challenges maybe that they would be facing that are common? So a viewer right now would say, hey, I can relate to that. Yeah, it's so there's so many challenges and there were there were a bunch before COVID, but even more so now. And um, so things like you had mentioned it in the beginning, things like I thought I'd be further along, you know, you, you're, you know, maybe you're a particular age and you think, oh my gosh, like I thought I'd be happier in my career. I thought I'd have greater impact. Um, I, you know, I feel for some people, um, you know, feeling like they don't add value anymore, or maybe they're not feeling appreciated. Uh, I, I hear a lot of that. I hear a lot of, especially right now, am I still relevant? So, you know, do, it, it is, does my position really even matter at this point um, because of all the things that are happening? And it's happening so quickly. Um, so many people are having a really hard time either thinking they have to keep up or keeping up and then, you know, kind of beating themselves up because they're not where they think they're supposed to be. And I see a lot of that. And, and then I see the fear, you know, fear of missing out. And at the end of the day, that's really what it all comes down to. It's like fear of making a change, knowing that they need to make a change, but not knowing what to do. Um, interesting. I had a conversation with somebody last week where, um, you know, pre-COVID, if you were in a, in a career or a job that you liked, and it was, it was okay, but there were some issues that you really you know, weren't too happy with, um, but you would stay because you still thought there was something in it for you. Then post COVID or even during it, I'm noticing a lot of people are even more dissatisfied with their current job or career because those issues are even more highlighted. And so those are the moments where, you know, the calls that I get or the conversations I have with people, it's like, what do I do now? Hey, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, COVID's like putting a boat in the water for the first time. You don't really, it really has exposed the leaks in terms of what people are facing. And, you know, is there a type of a profile that would be most common that you find comes to you that, that is in this state of inertia saying, you know what, I, I'm capable more. I'm not really that happy, but I don't know what a next step is. So what would be the profile of maybe a client you would work with? Yeah, so they are... Um, probably say around, you know, I, I always say 45 to 60 in that age group. Um, you know, that's kind of the profile, but they are, they are um, generally, 
um, you know, committed people, people who like to give, like to uh, create some new possibilities for themselves. They're already feeling somewhat uh, like they've contributed. I, you know, one of the things that I, I often laugh at, because I know I've experienced this myself many times, it's like, you know, I just keep giving. I, I give and I give and I, and I never get anything back. And so the, you know, people that are in that state or in that position, um, they know they want more, but they're, they haven't even figured out what that is yet because they're still so busy feeling like, you know, I just, I can't get through to my boss or I can't get through to my coworkers. They don't see me for who I really am. Um, so, you know, and, and I say that age group, I do have clients that are younger than that. And actually that was kind of amazing to me um, because even the younger generation are feeling some of these things. So perhaps they haven't had as much lived experience, um, but they have enough experience where it's like, I know that I wanna feel valued and appreciated and I wanna contribute. And I wanna align with a place that will allow me to do that. So, so we'll talk about yeah. transition. I know Cheryl's got to how, to, how to transition. But Cheryl, that window 45 to 60, I can't speak for you, but I, I know I'm under that window. But uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> take a step back there, Rick. Um, Michelle, I love this conversation. And I think it's so relevant even more now. I've made several career changes already. I'm not quite 45, but I've done that, you know, at least three times since I was 22, mostly because I wanted to align myself with what I'm passionate about. And so I know that in, in my personal branding workshop, as an example, we talk about the importance of being able to identify your passions and include those things in your branding. So I think that's really hard for people to identify. They, they don't really know what their passions are. So that's my question, which is how do you help your clients identify what they're passionate about and how they then turn those passions into a career? And I know one of the things that one of the strategies we use is you know, what gets you out of bed at six o'clock in the morning on a Saturday, as an example, or what are some of the activities or interests or conversational topics that fascinate and really energize you when you talk about them? How do you work with your clients on identifying passions? Yeah, that is such a great conversation or even like a question because, you know, so many of us know what we don't want. That's easy. I don't like this. I don't want to feel this way. I don't like being treated. That's easy and most people tend to stay in what they don't want. I bring them around to, okay, so now you know what you don't want and I spend some time with them chatting a little bit more about what that is, but then start to, now I want you to make a list of what you do want. How do you wanna feel? Where do you wanna feel that way? Who do you wanna be interacting with? What are the type of people that you want to have surrounding you on a regular basis? And you know that is so impactful because like I said, it is amazing how many of us spend so much time thinking this way, I don't want this and can't get past that maybe they have the possibility of seeing something different by focusing on that. And that's where their passions start to come out a little bit more. And, you know, just kind of a personal, you know, journey for me, you know, Cheryl, I, I can relate. I have, you know, I've worked in childcare. I've, I built a charitable organization. I coached and facilitated adults and kids. I 
I did door-to-door -door sales. I've been an executive director. I've done fundraising. And, you know, the skills that I learned along the way were all honed based on me being, I want to do that. I really feel excited about that cause, or I feel really passionate about working with youth. I feel really passionate about, um, you know, people identifying that they have more say in how their life goes than they think. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, sure. and one of, the, one of the things I've, I've struggled with, sorry to interrupt, Rick, but um, just to like kind of piggyback on what you said, Michelle, is, you know, we have lots of things that we're passionate about that maybe don't warrant a career change necessarily. Like I, you know, I love working out, running. I can't turn that into a career. So how do you have conversations with your clients about differentiating the difference between what might be a career move and what might actually just be a hobby? That, yeah. So I have some clients that actually, you know, uh, you know, I'm doing a masterclass with one group and I have, everybody's a little bit different. The, there's so many similarities though. So things like, how do I move forward? How do I, um, so, so if it's a hobby, um, if they recognize that that's what it is, that's, that's great because they're willing to still continue to work, um, bring in some other income um, if, if they need that. Uh, the hobby though, for some, it's turning the hobby into a, a small business. There are still strategies that I use, whether it's you know, choosing a different career, um, I suggest for people who are, you know, either changing a hobby into a career or hoping that one day, someday it's going to be, it's going to be that for them, that really, if you're not making money and it's, you just want it to be a hobby, just recognize that, accept that that's what it is and still keep your day job or whatever that is. And Typically, I can tell, depending on how I've been working with that individual, um, really where they're at. It's, it really is, it's a personal choice. Um, and, and I don't think I'd ever say to somebody, like, it's time to give it up, like quit. I, that's, not, that's not my style. I would ask those questions. Have you considered? Is this something that you really wanna to continue to pursue? Because most people will stop just before they have a little bit of success. And that's where I start to work with them on their why, their clarity. So why are you doing this? And then, okay, so why are you doing that? So that, that we can just get a little deeper. Because once that's, you know, there, it makes it easier to keep going, even when it sucks, even when it's like, oh, why am I doing this? You know, Cheryl, I saw a stat that said that 96% uh, of people tend to give up. And that's why 4% of the people, you know, create opportunity. And, um, you know, when, when I spoke to Michelle before the program, Michelle's pro her program that she does with people really works to identify what you call, Michelle, the superpowers yep. that people have. And then you help them channel. And I would argue that a lot of times, you know, we ourselves don't know what our own superpowers are. We may think we're good at this. Like Cheryl seems to think she's good at running, but uh, anyway, um, <laughs> I'm just saying we don't know what our superpowers are. So my question for you basically, as we maybe head towards the finish of today's module is 
how do you get people to change? Because, you know, ideas are only as good as their execution. We're frustrated. We're in the state of inertia. But I know as a sales coach, one thing that's worked for our clients is an ongoing follow-up and that third party to kind of keep you on the rails because people sometimes, although they want to do it, they, they, they can't do it on their own. So what's your method to get someone to say, hey, look, this is the train track I'm on, but I'm going to make a left here. How do you do that? Yeah. Uh, people need to decide. I mean, that's just the first thing. So, you know, by the time I, I'd be working with somebody, they've made the decision to change. They know they've got to do something. And so then I, I, you know, I do an initial strategy session with somebody to help them identify, okay, so you say you want to change. Okay, so, you know, if, if that's what you want to do, I walk them through the what you want, what you don't want, or what you don't want, what you want. I talk to them about, you know, identifying what their superpower is. And like you said, Rick, it's like some people do things, well, everybody does things so naturally that even if you were to say, oh, wow, I think you're really great at that. A lot of people are like, well, what do you mean? Because they don't even identify that in themselves. And that is right there can be a challenge because if you don't recognize what your superpower is or how you can impact others, that makes it really difficult to start to think about, well, how, what would I do? Where can I see opportunity? And so I help them identify that. And then really it's about a commitment and a resolve to a commitment. And that's where coaching comes in, the accountability piece. I mean, we all know how to lose weight. We all know how to exercise. We all know how to do these things up here. It's really, okay, so what, so if we knew it, we'd be doing it. Mm -hmm. So it's, it is the understanding. And as far as I, you know, for me, I've always had a coach. I've always had someone supporting me in, in supporting me and being accountable. And at the end of the day, even if there's a little bit of resistance, um, if you want happiness and you want change, progress is that way. Pro progress equals happiness. Progress equals you know, greater feelings of impact and progress requires, you know, a different set of commitment, level of commitment and willingness. You know, you know, the, the mm -hmm. military have a saying, you have to make a commitment to the commitment. And uh, that, that's stuck with me. You know, Cheryl, the reason I, I was excited about Michelle coming on today is because you and I both know so many people that are so capable and yet they feel like they're in this state of, I'm not happy where I'm at. And if you're watching right now, you know, Michelle, this is what she does for a living, but hopefully today's program maybe makes you stop and think like, are you using your superpowers? Are you in the right position? And we're not trying to shake anybody loose of a good situation you're in, but I can, I can only speak for Cheryl and I, like we're very passionate about what we do. We love it. And you know, the old saying, you know, if it's, if you don't feel like you're going to work or whatever, you're having fun, it's never, you'll never work a day in your life or something. Sorry for butchering that. But I just want to say <laughs> thanks a lot for uh, coming on today because I don't think enough people have stopped and thought about this. And I think COVID has pushed us now to the surface to go, wow, like I got to rethink everything. And so I can see why there's high demand for what you do as a, as a career coach. Thank you. Agreed. Thank you so much, Michelle. Really appreciate your insight. And uh, speaking of that, your website for more information is uh, regal-insights.com. If you want to look Michelle up and you can connect with her on, on Facebook, and also LinkedIn. Uh, so thank you again for being such a great guest and thank you to everybody for tuning in. We'll see you next week on This Marketing Show. Good job, Michelle. Thank you, Cheryl. Thanks. Good job. <laughs>